I welcome you all to this innovative, I would say, different kind of a seminar, inshallah. The venue chosen by Khalifa, inshallah, would benefit us by feeling the environment, inshallah, of the surah. Surah Nuh, inshallah, is the topic for the seminar, inshallah, with the tafsir we'll be doing. Inshallah, we'll be moving out soon to the out open sea, inshallah, where it shares the incredible thousand year long journey of Prophet Nuh in calling his people to the clear way of Islam. In history, is a story of a man who loved his people, a story of patience and tribulations, a story of conviction and sacrifice, and a story of reward and punishment, all for the sake of establishing the correct Tawheed. The story of Nuh is a deep and powerful story that has immense relevance to the time that we are living in. His story would help us understand this world and its working in a way that we here never thought of before. By the end of this talk, inshallah, you will walk away with understanding the importance of dua as well as the reality of istighfar, seeking forgiveness. This seminar, inshallah, our teacher, our ustad, our sheikh, our well-known Sheikh Sajid Umar, from Harare, Zimbabwe, where he studied his IT and obtained a first class degree. Having memorized the Quran at the age of 18, he traveled to Riyadh where he enrolled at Imam Muhammad ibn Saud Islamic University, completing a university diploma in Arabic language and Islamic sciences. He continued his studies at Al Imam University, graduating with a bachelor's degree in Sharia and master's degree in judiciary from the Higher Institute of Judiciary Studies at Al-Imam University. Alhamdulillah, he's Imam and Khatib at the largest masjid in Zimbabwe. He's also a lecturer at Knowledge International University and a member of their academic management team. His hobbies include building computers to customer specs, book collecting and reading. He's a brown belt in karate, a keen golfer, swimmer, footballer, and a cricketer. And he's completed several articles and dissertations on the Islamic sciences. Before we kick off the seminar, inshallah, because of the different nature of the venue, I would be pleased listen to this instruction carefully. There are six total exits.
please refrain from hanging out on the rails, especially if there are kids to request if they can sit inwards. I know you get a good view, but for safety, inshallah. And please refrain from standing up and the boats moving. We can do that, inshallah. Just put your hand up and we'll guide you out to the washrooms or at the back, inshallah. With this, I would uh, ask Sheikh Sajid Umar to please uh, start the seminar, inshallah. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن أرسلنا نوحا إلى قومه أن أنذر قومك من قبل أن يأتيهم عذاب أليم قال يا قوم إني لكم نذير أن يعبدوا الله واتقوه وأطيعون يغفر لكم من ذنوبكم ويؤخركم إلى أجل مسمى إن أجل الله إذا جاء لا يؤخر لو كنتم تعلمون قال رب إني دعوت قومي ليلا ونهارا فلم يزدهم دعائي إلا فرارا وإني كلما دعوتهم لتغفر لهم جعلوا أصابعهم في آذانهم واستغشوا ثيابهم وأصروا واستكبروا استكبارا ثم إني دعوتهم جهارا ثم إني أعلمت لهم وأسررت لهم إسرارا فقلت استغفروا ربكم إنه كان غفارا يرسل السماء عليكم مدرارا ويمددكم بأموال وبنين ويجعل لكم جنات ويجعل لكم أنهارا ما لكم لا ترجون لله وقارا وقد خلقكم أطوارا ألم تروا كيف خلق الله سبع سماوات طباقا وجعل القمر فيهن نورا وجعل الشمس سراجا والله أنبتكم من الأرض نباتا ثم يعيدكم فيها ويخرجكم إخراجا والله جعل لكم الأرض بساطا لتسلكوا منها سبلا فجاجا قال نوح رب إنهم عصوني واتبعوا من لم يزده ماله وولده إلا خسارا ومكروا مكرا كبارا وقالوا لا تذرن آلهتكم ولا تذرن ودا ولا سواعا ولا يغوث ويعوق ونسرا وقد أضلوا كثيرا ولا تزد الظالمين إلا ضلالا 
خطيئاتهم أغرقوا فأدخلوا نارا فلم يجدوا لهم من دون الله أنصارا وقال نوح رب لا تذر على الأرض من الكافرين ديارا إنك إن تذرهم يضلوا عبادك ولا يلدوا إلا فاجرا كفارا رب اغفر لي ولوالدي ولمن دخل بيتي مؤمنا وللمؤمنين والمؤمنات ولا تزد الظالمين إلا تبارا بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا إلى يوم الدين أما بعد اللهم لا علم لنا إلا ما علمتنا إنك أنت العليم الحكيم اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما وعملا يا كريم رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي امري واحلل عقده من لساني يفقه قولي All praises belong to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we seek his assistance and we seek his forgiveness and we seek protection in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and seek refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from the evil of our souls and the adverse consequences of our deeds. Whomsoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decrees guidance upon, then none can misguide him. And whomsoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala misguides, then none can guide him. And peace and salutations be upon the final messenger Muhammad ibn Abdullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. I bear witness that there's no one worthy of worship besides one Allah and that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is his messenger. My dear brothers and sisters in Islam, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. First things first, my dear brothers and sisters, we say, Subhanallahi sakhara lana hadha wa ma kunna lahu muqrineen wa inna ila rabbina lamunqalibun. We glorify Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as this yacht begins to move, mashaAllah. And um, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make our journey safe to take us out safely and to return us back safely. Indeed, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is upon all able. Uh, my dear brothers and sisters in Islam, um, welcome to um, this cruise. It's, di- it's difficult to word uh, this particular seminar. Normally we in a stationary venue, so we have to choose our words appropriately because things become robotic and automatic when uh, you always introduce uh, a talk or a lesson uh, in a particular space and place. Today, alhamdulillah, we're actually on uh, a moving vessel on top of water. We've come together to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, in a way which is not considered uh, normal. Inshallah, we'll, we'll get to that just now. So as we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to uh, make our journey uh, safe. We praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for bringing us together to recite the Quran together and learn from uh, the lessons in the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In a narration in Sahih Muslim narrated by Abu Hurairah radiallahu anhu, he says that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, مَجْتَمَعَ قَوْمٌ فِي بَيْتٍ مِنْ بُيُوتِ اللَّهِ تَعَالَى يَتْلُونَ كِتَابَ اللَّهِ وَيَتَدَارَسُونَهُ فِيمَا بَيْنَهُمْ 
الا نزلت عليهم السكينه وغشيتهم الرحمه وحفتهم الملائكه وذكرهم الله في من عنده he says that rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam said there's no group of people that come together in a house from the houses of allah to recite the book of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to learn collectively and all together lessons from allah's revelation except that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gifts these people with four gifts in this particular narration four gifts there are other narrations which cite for us other gifts that allah gives to uh, these gatherings known as majalis these gatherings where people come together to learn from the inheritance of rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam says that allah gives this gathering with number one Allah causes contentment to befall this gathering. Allah causes contentment to befall this gathering. And Allah causes this gathering to become engulfed by the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right? So if we make dua in this gathering, we make a dua whilst being engulfed in the mercy of Allah. If we remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this gathering, we observe this remembrance whilst being engulfed by the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right? Um, and we said earlier that today is Friday and we're in the last moments of Friday. And this Friday which is the best day in the week of a believer, right? It's the best day upon which the sun rises as we find in another narration of Abu Hurairah radiallahu and also in, a, in Sahih Muslim, in, in, in the book of Hadith known as Sahih Muslim, a book that uh, the scholars have said, uh, gathers the authentic narrations of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He says, That the best day upon which the sun rises is the day of Jumu'ah. So we are witnessing the closing moments uh, of this day. And as one of the gifts that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given the ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, uh, on this day is that Allah has given us an hour in which if we make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala during this hour then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will accept that dua right it's known as one of the special moments uh, for dua right so alhamdulillah Allah has blessed us that Allah has given us or placed us in a gathering that entails being engulfed by the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on this special day and as many of the scholars state that this hour that we're discussing uh, actually is the final hour on the day of Jumu'ah or that period between Salat al-Asr and Salat al-Maghrib, right? So this is known as the special hour. So we make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala during this hour in the special moment on the special day. Indeed, we praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for it. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa says, that from the gifts that Allah gives this gathering is that Allah causes contentment to befall us, causes us to be engulfed in the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then he says, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that this gathering is one surrounded by angels. Subhanallah. Right? And then he says, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that this gathering is one that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is proud of. So proud of that He praises the people of this gathering to the angels. To those that are with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the angels. 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala praises this gathering to the angels. Now, you know, brothers and sisters, we know that if a principal of a school singles out a student for special praise, then you cannot help but feel proud. The student feels proud. The parents of the child feel proud. It's a special day, right? Because something special happened. And if a president of a country, if we take it a step further, singles out a citizen for special praise, then again, this person feels extremely proud. They've been recognized by the highest authority of the land. Out of the millions of people that inhabit this land, this person has been singled out for special praise. Indeed, a person cannot help but feel proud. Now imagine if we talk about the King of Kings and the Lord of the Worlds, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, singling out a person or a group of people from the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for special praise. Imagine how proud this person or this group of people should feel. And I want you all to feel proud, brothers and sisters. Right? And don't feel proud in a way that makes you arrogant, but rather feel proud in a way that makes you more humble. But you say, subhanAllah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose me to be part of a program that entails me being, being signaled out for praise. Right? Allah praises the people of this gathering. And as the scholars say, إِذَا أَرَادَ اللَّهُ بِكَ خَيْرًا يُهَيِّئْ لَكَ الْأَسْبَابِ That if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants goodness for you, then Allah inspires you to be part of a situation that entails you receiving the rewards that those people who are part of that particular situation receive. Right? So you're not here because, well, you know, I had nothing better to do and I chose to come. You really here, my dear brothers and sisters, because Allah wanted you to be here. He wanted you to be part and parcel of a program that would entail you being part and parcel of these gifts that Rasulullah has cited for us in this hadith. Thus, thus we should be humble and thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to increase for us. Allahumma laka alhamd. Kama yanbaghi rijalali wajhik wa azimi sultanik. Laka alhamd hatta tarda. We praise Allah with the most beautiful of praises. Indeed, Allah has inspired us to be part and parcel of a special gathering. Today, we will remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on water, subhanAllah. Whilst learning about a prophet that when he is mentioned, alayhi salam, we always remember water. SubhanAllah, earlier today, uh, the weather changed suddenly, just after Jumu'ah. Right? The dust storms came in, and the strong winds came in. And uh, even whilst I was traveling here, uh, you could see the haziness in the atmosphere. You could see the sand and dust being blown around. And um, I actually thought, subhanAllah, I pray that inshaAllah, our boat ride is smooth. It's not too uh, bouncy and not too wavy. <laughs> and people don't get seasick, right? Um, and we know what happened to Nuh alayhi salam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala opened the skies and opened the grounds and water flooded this earth, right? Uh, it's as if, you know, this earth was taken and dumped in a bucket of water. SubhanAllah. And only those that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala showered His mercy upon, they were saved. And those that were void of Allah's mercy, they were destroyed. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect us from all harm. Ameen. Ya Rabbil Alameen. So, um, 
My dear brothers and sisters, uh, just continuing with this hadith very quickly, somebody might ask and say, but the hadith says in a house from the houses of Allah, and we're sitting on a vessel, on a boat, right? You said, no group of people come together in a house from the houses of Allah. So do we qualify to be part and parcel of the gifts that Rasulullah has cited in this hadith? Because we're sitting in a vessel, we're not sitting in a masjid. And the answer to that question is yes, we still qualify. Because our scholars rahmatullahi alayhim say that this citation in this hadith in a house from the house of Allah is present because the norm in Medina was that lessons happened in the masjid. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam cited this citation depicting a norm in Medina. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam never said this to make these gifts exclusive to those who study in the masjid alone. Rather, the gifts of this hadith include and are inclusive of those that get together anywhere for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and learn from the inheritance of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. In fact, our Shaykh, Shaykh Sa'ad al-Shidri, Hafizahullah, he says that even those who study online, nowadays we know we live in the age of technology, and we have many online seminars, right? So we have groups that are virtually together, or they come together virtually. They're not together uh, physically, but they are together virtually. Our Shaykh, Hafizahullah, says that these people who come together virtually, even on online programs, in virtual classrooms, they stand to benefit from uh, this particular hadith and the gifts that are cited uh, within this hadith. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept from us and make this gathering solely for His sake. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us a group that is forgiven upon our departure. Ameen. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us a group that hear or hears a good word and follows it as well. Uh, Ameen. Ya Rabbil Alameen. My dear brothers and sisters, since we are here to learn from, from, from the Qur'an in particular, um, and given this hadith that we just shared, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, يَتْلُونَ كِتَابَ اللَّهِ وَيَتَدَارَسُونَهُ فِيمَا بَيْنَهُ He says that this group of people come together to recite the Qur'an. And mashallah, many of us were reciting the Qur'an uh, before the vessel began to move. And whilst the vessel was moving, we recited some Qur'an. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, يَتْلُونَ كِتَابَ اللَّهِ وَيَتَدَارَسُونَهُ That they collectively learn from the lessons of this book. Now, there's no secret that, you know, pondering and practicing tadabbur, pondering over the lessons in the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and we have shared many of these lessons together, uh, brothers and sisters, and once upon a time, Allah brought us together to learn Surah Yusuf together, not on a boat, but on a more stationary uh, or in a more stationary venue, we discussed this concept of tadabbur uh, in better detail. And we discussed how important it is in our life and how it should, should be part and parcel of our journey with the Qur'an. And how some of the scholars have said that a person who does not practice tadabbur with the Qur'an and does not ponder over the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and this Qur'an, then they fall in the category of those who have neglected the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right? We ask Allah to protect us from being in this category. Ameen. Because Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam will complain to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that he, he says, Right? He complains to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and says, My people have taken this Qur'an as something abandoned. 
So we need to really look after the Qur'an in such a way that we do not fall into this complaint of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Right? And the Qur'an is not something abandoned in our lives. Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah, he mentioned several ways that a person can abandon the Qur'an. And he says, rahimahullah, that one of the ways that a person abandons the Qur'an is when they avoid using this Qur'an as a cure. Because Allah has cited this Qur'an as a cure. Right? A physical and spiritual cure. Right? So many a time when we get sick, our focus is on, uh, you know, on medication and our visit to the hospitals and to the doctors and so on and so forth. And many a time we forget to recite the Qur'an and use the Qur'an as a means of our cure. Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah, he says, those who do not use the Qur'an as a means of cure, they have abandoned the Qur'an. Or this is a form of abandonment. They may recite the Qur'an normally, right? They may listen to the Qur'an regularly. They may memorize the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or portions therein. But with regards to taking the Qur'an as a cure, they've abandoned the Qur'an. And he says, rahimahullah, that from the means of abandoning the Qur'an is to avoid practicing tadabbur and pondering over the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right? They avoid pondering over the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And inshallah today we're going to practice some deliberation. I know it's called or it's been cited as tafsir of Surah Nuh. I prefer to call it uh, a discussion of some insights from Surah Nuh. Because tafsir is a noble science. And tafsir requires time, not just an hour or 90 minutes or two hours, right? Especially a surah, a surah like Surah Nuh, it has 28 ayat in it, right? If we practice tafsir um, in, 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 in a noble way, true to the meaning of the term, then indeed we need more time. We need more time. But we can call it tafsir from a linguistic perspective, min bab tajawuz, as the scholars say, right? Uh, we call it uh, tafsir uh, in that even in the few insights we will share um, the meanings of the surah or clarity will be shared regarding the meanings of the surah and this is what tafsir means linguistically right to shed some light on something whereby we understand it in a better way than before right so linguistically we can but we will be sharing some insights and this will be true to that uh, to tadabbu but the point I want to make, brothers and sisters, is that we will be, insha'Allah, practicing tadabbur, and we ask Allah to make us diligent with the Qur'an, and also we will be practicing it together, collectively. This is the point. That tadabbur and pondering over the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is important, individually, right? But if we look in the Qur'an and the sunnah, we see a greater importance given to those who come together and collectively ponder over the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the Sharia praises those who ponder over the meanings of the Qur'an on an individual level. But we find, such as in this hadith, or in other ayat in the Qur'an, for example, Kunu Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala addresses us collectively, that we should be all together, right, people of tarbiyah people that are developed upon revelation and upon the teaching of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The instruction is to a people all together. Right? So when we ponder over the Quran and the Sunnah, we see a special importance and a special instruction given to those who come together collectively to ponder over the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because two minds are definitely better than one. And 
Previously we said that pondering over the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is something that everyone should do. And it's something that happens after tafsir, after you understand what the ayah says, then we ponder over the ayah. It's not something specifically for the scholars or something specific for uh, the students of knowledge. No, we ponder over the Quran to the best of our ability, right? And, you know, from a more simple perspective, we say that when we read the Quran, we should ponder over the ayah that we read by benchmarking ourselves against the ideal cited for us in the ayah. Right? This is a simple tadabbur. And this is something everyone should do. That we read an ayah and we ponder. How close are we to the directives of this ayah? How distant are we from the directives of this ayah? And what can we do to plug the gap? So that we become a moving Quran as well. Not just a person who recites the Quran, but a person that recites the Quran and the Quran is seen in his or her life. And Aisha radiallahu anha described Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam basically as a moving Quran. Kana khuluquhu al-Quran. His character was the Quran. He never just recited the Quran, but he embodied it. He acted the lessons of the Quran, right? So when we talk about the dabbur, some people say how and why and when and so on and so forth. We say, look, that's a, that's a long discussion. But, you know, from a simple perspective, the Quran doesn't just engage minds, but it transforms hearts as well. When you read the Quran, how transformed is your heart? Does your character change? Does your belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala increase? Does your iman increase? Right? This is what we need to ask ourselves, brothers and sisters. And this is being true to the actual recitation of the Quran. Because the objective of the Quran is what the scholars say, Al-Athar Al-Amali Wal-Imani. Right? They say that uh, our, our, our actions become developed and our iman becomes developed. How many of us become developed after reciting the Quran? And when we look at the Sahaba radiallahu anhum ajma'in, we see that they never recited more of the Qur'an until they embodied that which they had recited already. It became part and parcel of their life. And that's why their lives were so amazing, and had so much substance, and had so much barakah, because they were upon the way of the Anbiya alayhim They received revelation, they understood it, they digested it, they embodied it, they became part and parcel of it, and then they continued their journey. Now I'm not saying that we shouldn't continue reciting the Qur'an regularly and, and, and looking after our daily portions. We should. This is a relationship with the Qur'an that should exist. But we should also ensure that we have other relationships with the Qur'an, such as a relationship dedicated towards memorizing the Qur'an. Right? That relationship should exist. It might be a weekly recitation or a weekly relationship where we uh, spend some time memorizing portions from the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on top of our daily relationship of reciting the Qur'an regularly. We should have another relationship which entails us listening to the Qur'an. We take a reciter and we listen to this reciter reciting the Qur'an. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam would ask from the companions, uh, he would ask from them those who uh, ask from them uh, a recitation of the Quran, and he would listen to them. Right? We find uh, many a narration. Right? In some narrations, he asked Ibn Mas'ud radiallahu to recite the Quran, and Ibn Mas'ud would feel shy and say, "I should recite the Quran." And once the Quran was revealed to you, O Prophet of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and he would say, "Sometimes I like to listen to the revelation." 
So that should be a relationship that we have with the Qur'an, where we also listen to the Qur'an. But we should also have this important uh, relationship, my dear brothers and sisters, and that is a, re- a relationship of tadabbur and pondering. And insha'Allah, uh, what we will do today, bi'idhnillahi ta'ala, will formulate part and parcel uh, of that. Uh, relationship. So uh, I'm sure it's Salatul. Oh, it's time for Salatul Maghrib right now. I'm not too sure. Um, I wanted to share just a brief introduction whilst we uh, left the docks. And mashallah, now we are entering uh, more wider waters, and we can see beautiful uh, boats and buildings around us. Mashallah, Tabarakallah. Uh, may Allah Subhanahu wa Taala uh, preserve us in His obedience. Amin. And brothers and sisters, use what you see to praise Allah Subhanahu wa Taala more. That's what a believer does. A believer doesn't just see things, a believer witnesses things. What does this mean? It means that when a believer sees something, they witness Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in that which they see. So as you look around, don't forget to say subhanallah, alhamdulillah, Allahu Akbar, and praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's quite windy here, I can see. I'm sure you've all noticed how I've dressed down, right? Normally, I'm, 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 I'm dressed with uh, <laughs> much more clothing than I have uh, on right now, but I thought, khair, uh, we can't have a captain suit on, that's for the captain, there can only be one captain. Uh, but we'll dress down a little bit, uh, given uh, how windy it is and how uh, humid it is, and inshallah to make this formal gathering a bit more informal, and that's fine, uh, inshallah. Uh, I'll pass on the microphone to our... Uh, brother Salman and inshallah he will take us through uh, this break bi-dhillahi ta'ala wa sallallahu wa sallam wa baraka ala nabina muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa jama'i We're going to be breaking for uh, Salat al-Maghrib inshallah uh, The captain is going to be anchoring the, the cruise ship here somewhere down uh, We will be having jama'at at the back I would request a few brothers when you're going back if you can uh, put the slippers where the end is and we, walk, we just got the area washed up for prayer inshallah so, uh, or inshallah, we can go back, just keep the slippers on the side, so 